Hey everyone, welcome to the Life Unplugged podcast. This is James and Terry Kraft coming to you from sunny Southern California. Are you looking for an opportunity to join the discussion with two people who have traveled the real and vulnerable road of marriage recovery, ministry, family life, and leadership? Well, our hope is for you to journey with us through each episode into a discovery of what it means to live a faith-filled life in an honest, authentic, and unhindered way. So we encourage you to set aside life's distractions and stresses and get comfortable with us as we discuss Life Unplugged. Hi, everyone. This is James and Terry Kraft, and we are so thankful that you're back with us here at Life Unplugged Podcast. And we're excited about today because we're going to be telling some stories. That's right. We're going to talk story today. We're um, For those of you who don't know us personally, we're going to share a little bit of our journey, our story, and uh, just the, the things that God has done in our life and our marriage, our family. Yeah. And uh, so... You know what? I think that's important. Um, but before we go there, I, I want to yeah. recap on even what our first podcast last week was mm-hmm. and, and uh, even the scripture that we really kind of are basing upon what we do. Uh, you know, in Romans twelve two, I'm just going to read it out loud so you can hear it. Uh, if you didn't hear last week, it says, "So here's what I want you to to do: God helping you take every day, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, eating around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God." You'll be changed from the inside out, readily recognize what he wants for you, and quickly respond to it, unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. That scripture, it's so good to have that as a basis of what we're doing here, because here at Life Unplugged um, Podcast, we want to talk about life, and we want to go on a journey with you every single every single week. It's not just talking about just marriage and or just family, but we want to combine and talk about life, because we believe that having kids, man, it is, there's some challenges there, mm-hmm. but man, there's some great rewards. Um, marriage, there's challenges there, mm-hmm. but there's great rewards. Um, and even leadership, as we talk about how you lead in your workplace and in in your communities and in your and, um, in your connection groups, you know it's so important to realize there's highs and there's lows, and we want to talk about uh, key tools and how to live life. Um, but sometimes you have to unplug from the the, the craziness of life, right. you know, so that you can experience something fresh and try something new. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. That's the ultimate definition of insanity. <laughs> and I think sometimes we need to get off that insanity uh, wheel and hop on some reality uh, real wheels that are, yeah, that's what it's called, right? <laughs> and so that we can experience something fresh. That's right. And here at the Life Unplugged podcast, we are going to do that. And really, honestly, if we were to really boil it down to the very bottom heart of what we really desire is that people would know that there is hope for whatever situation that they find themselves in and that they're not alone. Yeah. And, um, so today we're really going to kind of share a little bit about our journey, our story. Uh, we have quite a story, um, but a one that is just an amazing example of what God can do when we respond. Yeah. Just like it said there in Romans 12 too. Yeah. Our story consists of uh crisis, uh, betrayal, addiction, 
Uh, I mean, there's a lot that would be uh, defined as a negative, but our story ultimately is defined by redemption, mm-hmm. hope, uh, life, and fulfillment. I mean, we uh, have tra- kind of traveled uh, a challenging road, mm-hmm. but we've experienced some really good things along the way. And that's why I get excited about telling the story because it is our story and we've owned our story. That's right. And so, well, why don't you start off, Terry, so you can kind of work us through a little bit and we're going to jump back and forth on this. No, yeah, no problem. So we're basically, uh, I know that, um, a lot of people uh, have, um, read our story. The, um, basically it's called exposed, um, a life of, uh, renewal and hope. Um, and the story basically kind of chronicles our journey of, um, uh, ministry, then ministry failure, um, and then our recovery yeah. and then our life of restoration that we live now and, and now give back, um, yeah. in our, in, in what we consider our calling. Um, but we're going to talk today a little bit about that. Yeah. And, um, you know, James, you know, take yeah, that's You know, I think it's important for people to understand is that everybody has a story. That's right. You know, and until you can actually embrace your story and own your story, um, if you can't do that, then you're in a place of being stuck, you know, and that's where we want to help. You know, to just I believe that today could be a day of uh, kind of almost like a catalytic moment where it might start something new. And you was like, wait a second, if they can mm-hmm. talk about their story freely mm-hmm. uh, from a healing perspective and and uh, a perspective of just uh, enjoying life and having life, you know, at the highest level, we love it. We love yeah, life. Doesn't absolutely. mean that we're void of problems and challenges, uh, but we love we love our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that gives you hope today that you can have the same thing. Uh, and you know, our story, we, we've been in ministry, uh, as pastors for over 23 years. Um, and we started off very young as youth pastors and mm-hmm. very successful youth ministries. At one time we had a thousand kids in a youth group and 600 kids in a youth group and, and all with their skateboards, yeah, and skateboards, hanging off the surfers <laughs> and just doing crazy. We did a lot of crazy things because our heart was to gather students to experience uh, just experience God. That's right. And we did that in community and they loved it. And we did a lot of great things to help develop young people um, and who they are in God. But in that is I was running mm. I, personally, I was running from things of pain, the pain in my life that I never dealt with. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in a, um, a great home uh, with great, great parents and great family, but every great family has its challenges. Um, if you can't admit that, then you're in denial, I think, you know, and every family has its challenges. And so we had our own challenges and those challenges, some were very hurtful, some are very confusing, um, and things that I never dealt with. And in that it grew into, um, some, uh, denial in my own life where I continued to live life and kept suppressing it, pressing it way down, pushing it away. So I didn't deal with it. But in, in the meantime, I learned how to medicate it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you know, at a very young age, I was exposed to pornography uh, at the age, I think it was in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. I can remember exactly where it was and how it all happened. And from that point, the, there was something that latched onto my heart um, that really was a, a point of confusion because no one ever talked to me about it. No one ever kind of walked me through what that meant and what sexuality was all about. And, and so I kind of came up 
with my own conclusions. Um, and those conclusions were a little distorted, well, very distorted. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, I became a crutch in my life um, all the way through my teenage years and into my 20s in college and uh, in our early married, mar- and all the way through our marriage, you know, uh, even our 20s and 30s. It wasn't until our very last year of the 30s uh, that something finally come out, you know, of the exposure. Um, at the end of um, that part of our life, I, I had an affair where, you know, I committed adultery um, while in ministry, um, and it devastated mm-hmm. everybody. I mean, it devastated you, mm-hmm. Terry. Yeah. It devastated our girls and all those that walked alongside of us. And it wasn't something that I fully comprehended. It was uh, something that I, 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 I suppressed so deep. I really pushed it down there so I wouldn't have to feel the reality mm. of what I was facing. Now, I don't say that to cause fear in anybody here today. I say that is because that was the reality of the real road that I had to walk through. Because until I was able to be exposed to that and exposed of understanding what I really was doing and the and the um, the hurt and the pain that I was causing, not just to myself but to others, uh, change wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard this early on in, in a recovery process that you and I walked through, is that the pain on the outside has to increase more than the pain on the inside before change will actually take place or real change. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times I've fabricated my change so that I could look good on the outside. So people can look at me and say, Oh, he's a great leader. Oh man, look at him do his thing. But on the inside, I was dying. Mm-hmm. I, on the inside, I was justifying on the inside. I was just covering, um, on, uh, because of the actions on my outside, yeah. never dealing with the real issue. And I was running scared the mm-hmm. whole time. And so when we finally came to the place, uh, we moved to Hawaii, we were pastoring out there and, and, uh, it all came out and everything that we had was gone. I mean, except the things that were important to us, mm-hmm. which was each other and our kids. Now people say, well, it was so important to you. Why would you do such a thing? Why would you hurt your family? Mm-hmm. Which with such horrific actions, And the question is, is because I was so broken, it was so distorted, I couldn't see what my reality was. Mm. And I was sacrificing the greatest things in my life, the gifts that God has given me. One in you, Terry, you know, because ultimately that we're going to grow old together. That's right. Thank God. Mm -hmm. You know, and then second of all, our beautiful daughters, our three daughters. Um, I'm not even talking about the ministry stuff, all that stuff that was um, there, but I'm talking about the things that were important. And so when we talk about this, it still brings up emotions years later because it's, it's amazing to see the great things that God has done in the midst of it. Because when everything came crashing down, we had a few people that stood with us and said, Hey, let's walk on this journey of recovery together. Let's live life together. And I I have to, um, Dr. Ted and Diane Roberts, they, Man, there's people in your life that you just have as spiritual leaders. Um, I think I would call them more spiritual parents to us that said, hey, with all your crud and crap that you have, sorry if that offends you, but with all that stuff that you've done, gone through and done, we're going to love you no matter what. That's right. And we're going to walk through this with you. And we're going to get to the finish line with you and continue to live life with you. So we did. We went on a one-year journey after everything came out and we were exposed. And 
And uh, they said, hey, let's work this, walk this every single week. I mean, you and I, we spent 365 days, uh, about four to six hours per day walking through this recovery. Um, And we did that through long walks together, um, doing our homework of recovery, learning how to re program our lives and our minds and how the hurt and the wounds affected me and then eventually affected you mm-hmm. uh, going back to family of origin, dealing That's with right. those challenges, but then learning how to connect in community because I did it with other guys yeah. and that was completely foreign to me because I've always had to keep a facade up and what looked good. Um, but once I let other people in, that's when healing really started to take place. And yeah. you know, we say people all the time, because we heard this as well, you're wounded in community or in relationships, but you're healed in the context of relationships. Sorry. And that's God's ultimate plan for us is that we live life together, not alone and solo. And so we work through that healing process and God fully restored our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, we had an incredible, we had a, we called it our covenant ceremony where we had 80 of our closest friends that came and supported us. And we came back into covenant with one another and with God. And that, not, not just between the two of us, Terry, but we included our three daughters in that process as well. It was beautiful. Oh, and it, it makes me I get emotional when I think about that, because when I think of those times of the hurt and the pain and the challenges that we faced, wow, when we stood there together and we held hands with uh, our pastors, Gary and Tammy Dunahue, they... We just stood there and we said, thank you, Lord, for healing. And so that you restored something that was so horrific and so broken. Mm -hmm. And so when we say there's hope and that you're not alone, we mean it Mm -hmm. because we've lived it. And we want you to hear that message clearly today that wherever you are, it might not be marriage betrayal, it might not be what we walk through, it might be other things. No matter what it is, there is hope and you are not alone. That's right. And I know that... um Probably people hearing this, you know, it takes your breath away and, uh, gosh, there's so many details in between what you talked about, you know, and, um, the details, uh, we will definitely be talking more and, and in our life unplugged podcast, you know, our discussions will be, you know, around some of those experiences that we did have in recovery. Yeah. So we don't have the time to go into all the details right now, but gosh, when you talk about that, I mean, there's just excruciating excruciatingly beautiful moments, I think is the only way to put it. And that's coming from the person who, who, you know, was on the receiving end. And I know some people might be confused by that, but the bottom line is, is that, you know, God is really who he says he is. And he gives us grace for the journeys uh, that we find ourselves on. And I, I can remember back, you know, when we were in youth ministry and gosh, we dated in high school, <laughs> I'm not going to say what the date, yeah, yeah, what the, what the date was, old. but way back in the, um, the late eighties, early nineties. And you just dated us right I there. Did. Darn. <laughs> All right. It's okay. But, uh, we dated and, um, we had a great friendship. We had a great friendship. And then we also were involved heavily in, in youth ministry and, and those days were fun and it, and it was exciting and there was just amazing things God was doing. And then, you know, we also were in ministry and had the stress of it yeah. and it was intense. And I remember there were cycles, there were cycles of anger and there were cycles of isolation and my own personal journey and the woundedness that I carried, it really kind of shut me off, you know, inside 
to some of the things that I might have been able to recognize as, hey, that might have been a boundary that I yeah. needed to put up. I didn't know how to do that. So those are, again, some of those things we're going to be talking about in the future. But, you know, I, there was always something a little off. But yet at the same time, we shared such beautiful connection and such wonderful ministry application. And God was in it. Mm-hmm. But yet there was this brokenness. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's somebody who can can really relate to that. And so here I am journeying, got little ones along the way, and then the little ones are growing. And now we've got, um, you know, full time, just intense ministry and and kids and, you know, teens and preteens. And I'm on the receiving end of a confession. And and my life was, was really, for all intents and purposes, for that moment, I felt it was over. I thought everything that had defined me, everything that I had worked toward, everything I thought was real was was effectively washed away. And I can remember just being um, faced with a decision. And I know I I responded to the Lord, and we chronicle all this in our book, Exposed. um, But I remember just looking up at the sky and just being like, Lord, what? What do I do here? Yeah. What do I do? And I really heard the Lord uh, respond to me to 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 really push in to journey with with you, and to see Him, you know, fully recover what had been stolen, yeah. lost. Um, and it's really a, a crazy thing to think back that wow, the Lord could do that in just an instant of time. Yeah. But yet I, I look back and realize He'd been preparing me. Yeah. And so we did go on that journey and we, uh, we journeyed together and you're not kidding. We were, we spent hours a day with some really great people by our side. We uncovered what had been, uh, just shoved under the rug, what had been, um, broken, what had been wounded, um, the lies that we believed. Yeah. Um, because of the woundedness and how the, the vows we had made because of it yeah. and uh, the behaviors that came out of it. Yeah. And when we started to take those pieces apart, we did find hope and we did find the fact that we could walk this out together. We could walk this out as a family yeah. and that we weren't alone because yeah. before we had people, thousands of people around us all the time. Yeah. And yet we felt alone. Yeah. We, we've actually termed that populated isolation. Yeah. That's like our little term, populated isolation. So we could have people all around us at church. We could be doing things in ministry. And yet it was like, we're feeling so alone inside. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everything's washed away. We're in recovery. And we're learning how to be with God, how to be, just be. Yeah. And then be with one another, and all of a sudden, community, relationship, family—it all changed. Yeah. The true love of Christ began to build in what was really effectively just ashes, yeah. and on, on the wayside. And um, so, the Lord just really did such a work in us, and our, our the love story that we we fought for yeah. began to bloom out of those ashes. Yeah. And so, just a great—it's you know—I I think back, I think, gosh, God, you. You can do miracles. That's right. Yeah. You know, I sit here, I'm sitting across the table in our kitchen. This is where we do the podcast. And, and I'm looking at uh, Terry's eyes. And, and there's a lot that's behind the eyes. It's, I look into the soul, and, and there's a lot of story there that we're not able to express within the 20, 30 minutes that we have on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a journey that we have walked and continue to walk because we are committed to, until the day we die, to live a life of restoration. But restoration is a lifetime process. Mm-hmm. It's not a destination that we have. 
um, if the destination, if we, if we wanted to define one, if we had to, it would be heaven. Mm-hmm. That's when we're fully restored. So here on earth, we're in continual process of learning what it is to be our truest self. You know, and in that process of growing and learning in the brokenness that we were in. And I say we because, Terry, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I think you, you have said it very clearly, you know, when we speak and as we write, is that there in that place, in that process, you discovered there was brokenness yeah, in you. There was a lot of brokenness in me. I just I just learned to medicate it differently. Yeah. 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 I remember we were in a, a session one time. And, uh, and Dr. Ted, he's, he's a good man. And he, he looked at me and Terry and goes, I'm done talking about James today. Terry, I want to talk about you. And she goes, why? Well, I didn't do stupid. And he goes, well, but you married stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a reason you married a guy like him. And, uh, and I thought that was so funny. Yeah. You know, it, kind of, it kind of stopped us in our tracks, you know, both of us. Well, what that did was it helped me. I mean, we laugh about it now. Of course, at the time, my eyes were like deer in the headlights, but... And it w- there was a lot of compassion um, from both Doctor oh, Ted yeah. and Diane and the people that walked with us. But what what was what really effectively was being exposed was, hey, you know, when you're in brokenness and you're walking in woundedness and you really can't see your blind spots, yeah. you know, sometimes you you get enmeshed yeah. in relationships and you don't you can't see yeah. some of the the unhealth or the toxicity that has has really grown yeah. um, and you really need good people to walk alongside you to help point those things out. Yeah. And so that's why it's such an important thing. And yeah, I started to realize, wow, there's some brokenness in me. I, um, I think it's very clear and I, I need to make this clear for anyone who's walked through a process of betrayal at any degree that, um, my brokenness did not cause your decisions not at all. And, um, you know, I know you are very, very good at, at, you know, explaining that and, yeah. and helping people understand that as well. Um, but it, I didn't cause the decisions that you made, No, you know, but I just have to own my part in it. That's yeah. all. You know, I want to just reaffirm what you just said, yeah. because somebody might be listening to this and you were the one who you were betrayed mm-hmm. and you were on the receiving end of a confession and a lot of pain. Yeah. You're not responsible for people's decisions. You're responsible for you. Um, and that is so important to understand is that Terry, when she was walking through this, she wasn't responsible for my decisions. I was, I'm responsible for the decisions I made, you know, and now you look back at it. Was there a lot of pain? Yeah, there's a lot of pain. Was there a lot of confusion? Yeah, there's a lot of confusion. Was there a lot of hurt and dis, uh, uh, you know, disappointments and uh, just a lot of mess. Yes, mm. there was. But I had to take responsibility for my own actions. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, that allowed me to be vulnerable and honest about my woundedness and my brokenness. And then in that is where healing came in. Mm-hmm. And that's where God met me. You know, and I, I literally in my life, I, I created such a life where I was so busy doing good things for God Mm. that I started to destroy the good thing or people that God gave me. Yeah. And to hear that, you know, spoken out loud again, wow, I I just wasn't able to see it. I didn't see the reality of what God gave me Mm. and cherish that and really uh, minister there in that place that I, I, I just missed it. But in that is where God said, now I want to give you a second chance. You know, as I heal you um, and heal yous, 
<laughs> that's horrible English, but the two of you yeah. and our family, um, it became a process of a craft family restored. That's right. And so, and many of you might be in that place. It might not be betrayal, but it might just be just a deep wound, you know, and you're sitting here today listening and you're thinking, uh, how do I get what you guys are talking about? And there is something that we, we really take every single day, one step at a time is that we're called to be truthful, vulnerable. And when we're like that, there's grace that comes with that. That's right. That's right. It really is a process. And so a lot of times we, all of us in this crazy, hectic world of fast food and, and, um, cell phones and media and all the crazy stuff that we're just exposed to, to every day. We, we want things really quickly. Right. But the bottom line is, is that this is a process and we're going to talk about our process. We're going to talk about our kids walking through this process and, and how do we raise kids in this media driven world? And the, and the, how do we unplug from all of this? You know, if we, if we were to go back 10 years ago, we've laughed about it all, a lot. Gosh, you know, we'd pay a million dollars for the counseling that we knew we needed, but yeah. didn't get. And we would learn how to unplug. Yeah. We'd learn how to be honest and vulnerable in a daily basis. Yeah. Uh, not to be afraid. Yeah. Not to be afraid. Um, but we don't carry any condemnation for ourselves, Mm-mm. nor do we carry any for anyone else. Yeah. We, re- we really believe that God has all of us on a journey of grace and the timing is perfect. Yeah. And so we want to just encourage those listening. There is really hope. And you're not alone. If you can hear it from our voices, our honest and vulnerable voices, that you, whatever you might be facing individually, as a couple, as a family, even as an organization, um, that, that when we get stuck, it's really, it's really an opportunity for the Lord to do something that we never thought possible. Yeah. You know what? This is a journey and we're asking you to come and or asking you to allow us to walk on this journey with you. Mm-hmm. Um, we get excited about it. You know, weekly, um, I work with men. I have about uh, 20 plus men that I work with on a weekly basis that I walk them through the same recovery process that I walk through. Um, and you work with their wives. And uh, it's incredible to see marriages mm-hmm. restored. Um, they we, are they are the most courageous people I've uh, ever met. Most definitely, you know, and it's such a privilege to walk alongside these people and to be able to experience their pain with them, mm-hmm. but then also to experience their healing and their restorative uh, process. And so, we want to invite you wherever you are today is to be able to be honest. Just be honest about where you're at. And a lot of times shame will come in and make you feel like you're bad. You know, we got to remember what shame is. You're, you're not bad. Um, it's just a lot of times we have to realize we're broken and everyone is broken. And so if you're here today and you're listening to this, maybe this is something that you need to connect with a friend or a pastor or, or even contact us, you know, and say, hey, this is where I'm at. And how do I now take the next step? Because, you know, we all have to move forward in healing rather than stay stagnant in that pit. Um, you know, of despair. And so you can, uh, you can reach us at jamesandterrycraft.com. You know, you can reach, it goes straight to us. So we don't have somebody who picks up our emails. We do it ourselves and, and that we would love to hear from you. But we also would like to hear from others too. If, 
you have a subject that you want us to cover in Life Unplugged and something you want to hear more about, let us know. We'd love mm-hmm. to hear and, and, and put from you guys. Um, and also, if you want to hear and read our story uh, in its entirety, it's uh, we have a book called Exposed. Um, you can go to our website at jamesandterrycraft.com. You can pick it up there, um, and uh, you can get a copy of that. It's a, a double-sided book. It's two sides. So uh, you read eight chapters on one side, and then you flip it over, and then you read the other person. So we have both of us telling this story from two different pers- perspectives, and we meet in the middle. And so it's incredible opportunities for you to be able to connect with the story of uh, hope and redemption. Mm-hmm. So That's right. Yeah. That's right. I'm excited. I'm excited about going on this journey with you. That's right. I'm really excited too. Yeah. And with others. And so we're going to be talking about a lot of fun things. Not just, we're not going to always be heavy. Sometimes we'll be light. We'll have fun. Um, Oh, we like to have fun. We like to have fun. That's one of our (laughs) Fs that we have in life, right? And food and family and fun. And and so we love to have fun. Uh, So we're going to have some good times in the weeks ahead. But you know what? Today, we'd like for you just to hear these words. There is hope, and you are not alone. And if you can just let that set in your heart, maybe that will give you what you need to take the next step forward. Mm -hmm. And if you know someone who needs to hear those words, um, I encourage us to be the light. The uh, verse today in the YouVersion Bible app, um, I, I do a lot of different devotions, but Hebrews 10, 24 says, And let us consider how we may spur one another toward love. And it's like, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we can. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, hey, we will, uh, we'll be back next week with uh, Life Unplugged. And uh, we look forward to the journey ahead. And so if you have uh, any questions or you want more information, you can visit us at jamesandterrycraft.com. Um, there's a lot of information and tools and resources there that you can use for yourself, your marriage, your family, and beyond. And we will see you next week here at Life Unplugged. If you'd like to hear more from James and Terry, subscribe to this channel. Check out their website at jamesandterrycraft.com or find them on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter.